success leaves tracks, whether it be in business, in training. Uh, if you want to follow that path, well, obviously we didn't get lucky. We have to be doing something right. Ladies and gentlemen. Hi, everybody. Good evening. Are you ready? Keep this frequency clear. I know you're going to dig this. I am. Okay, here we go. Check, check it out. You're listening to the Martial Arts Media Podcast, where you, the martial arts school owner, gets insider tips and secrets from leading experts to help you build a more profitable martial arts business. Now, here's your host, the founder of martialartsmedia.com, George Faree. Hey, this is George Free, and welcome to another Martial Arts Media Business Podcast. We are on episode number 46. I have a repeat guest again for something a little different, Master Fari Salievsky. How are you doing there, Fari? Uh, always well. Thank you. Awesome. So today we're going to talk about a, a bit of a different topic. So one of Master Fari's top students, uh, Martin Newen, he recently won the World Featherweight Champion in one for for one championships in Asia, and we're going to talk about training a champion and how the whole journey evolved and what the next steps are. So let's let's get started. So welcome, Fari. So so I guess take us back to w- the beginning of all this, where Martin started training, etc. Okay, first and uh, foremost, I'll just highlight the fact that we're a martial arts school, not a fight gym. So, yes, we have fighters, we have a cage here out the back, but out the front we have our little preschoolers and mums, dads, and within all that we still manage to do a little bit of fighting for, uh, you know, uh, I, I look at that as fun, as a chance to test out our training. So it's a martial arts school that has the martial arts culture, people bow on and off the mats, and the discipline of the martial arts. So, you know, that's what Martin Nguyen joined for, and uh, he joined doing our uh, doing our Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu program, and uh, obviously when he started, did not plan to fight, uh, but then we had some opportunities. Um, I uh, To this day, I still run the ISKA. Uh, back then, we used to have combat grappling, which is basically modified MMA. Um, he got into that, one liked it, and then some fight opportunities came up. Okay, so how long has Martin then been training with you? Uh, look, that fight in the ISK was in 2010. Um, I mean, he, he was competing, you know, in some grappling tournaments back then. So it's been uh, at least eight years. So it's, it's been a, you know, a, a long journey. Eight years flies, but here he is, the world champion. All right, cool. So now, when when did you actually, when did you or Martin realize that potential that there? There was a potential to re- reach this level. Uh, look, we went from the combat grappling in a tournament style to obviously going into the cage. Um, you know, his debuts were good. He had an undefeated record. But, you know, there was a, a one fight in Canberra that I put him up against an ace grappler from Melbourne that was just basically choking everyone out. Um, and that fight really showed whether Martin was going to step up or not. Uh, in fact, even the promoter said, um, I remember his exact words, why would you want to put your boy to fight an ace Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy? He's just going to get choked. And my answer to that was, it's not a BJJ fight, it's MMA. 
and um, that was probably I got to say one of the one of the bloodiest fights you've ever seen. If you go on uh, my YouTube channel, check it out. I think his name is uh, Winnerman. Um, anyway, check it out, and uh, you know his uh, his beard. I still remember to this day was drenched in in blood. It's probably the worst kind of MMA fight you want to see. You know, um, you know the fight that gives MMA a bad image. That that was it. Because there was a lot of blood, but you know it showed that uh, Martin Newman could step up. He's a natural competitor, and uh, you know he stepped up, and you know that earned him you know uh, basically another serious fight. Uh, and he was really only a fight away from an Australian title, uh, which he ended up winning with a you know against the gym across the road, which is always satisfying, I must say. And um, you know he did that in very convincing fashion. Uh, it's probably one of his easiest fights. Uh, just saying it like it is, uh, no disrespect, uh, but he won that. And then he also won, as a result of winning the Australian title on Brace, um, he got the um, opportunity to fight in Asia. He won, won a contract. Okay, so with one championship, now, I mean, everybody knows UFC, perhaps Bellator, these are the, yeah. all the common names. Yeah, so, yeah absolutely. So just, just to give people context, where does okay. one championship fit into the equation? Well, they, they have a bit of a laugh uh, in Asia, and they say, you know what, UFC has won the West, one FC has won the East, right? So, like, think about it. Uh, you know, China alone has 4 billion people, a quarter of the world's population. If you take a quarter of that, that's a billion, you know, people market just in China. Uh, in Vietnam, I mean, Martin Nguyen obviously has a Vietnamese heritage. You know, you've got a, a market that's 95 million. Uh, the numbers are phenomenal. You know, when um, you know, uh, in the, within the first three days of him winning the title, and if you look at some of the previews of his last couple of fights, within a few days, there's like 1.2, 1.3, 1.5 million uh, previews of his fight highlights, uh, fight highlights on the um, on the One FC Facebook page. I mean, the numbers are just phenomenal. I mean, uh, that's the Asian market. It's huge it's massive uh and we obviously can't relate to those sort of populations in in australia but if ever you try to catch a train in, uh, in tokyo or any of these countries it's a busy place so the numbers are huge the market is huge and um you know what um martial arts and fighting is in their is in their heritage and they love to see a good fight and uh one fc really rules that part of the world all right so definitely a big deal for him so absolutely. Now you being a martial arts school, and you talk about this, the discipline and everything. How do you then make the adjustments? You've got this this guy Martin Newman with all this potential, and you know you want to take him to the top, but you don't really specialize in fighting, in in training fighters to that level. So so how do you then go and make the adjustments with the training? Look, well, first first and foremost, um, you know we've always been a combative school, so our our target is self-defense, not competition. So it's we always try to keep it real. So the Hapkido and even the Jiu-Jitsu, you know, our philosophy is, you know, I can um, if I take my fighting habits to a tournament, I'm not going to be disadvantaged. But if I only train in tournament and I take that philosophy to a fight, someone's going to get hurt. So we've always had one mentality, and uh, you know, and there's no ego. So. You know, if we, if we need, for example, you know, um, we've got some good striking coaches here um, and 
and if we need for a particular fight, like in this uh, particular case, you know, we, we had a, a really good grappling partner that, you know, helped us prepare against the re-naked choke. And why the re-naked choke? You know, we find a guy that's got the world record in uh, submitting his opponents, six in a row re-naked chokes, including one of them on us when we had our first title shot. And, you know, that wasn't planned. It popped out of the blue, 24-hour notice. But, you know, um, I wasn't there. Uh, Martin took the fight. We didn't get the result, but, you know, we prepared. And um, and you need not to have the ego to say, okay, I need this. And, you know, you get your partners for a particular fight. And um, you've got to do what you got to do. So the prep work is pretty much everything then, right? Because it's really understanding your opponent, what, your, what their strengths are, and planning accordingly. Uh, absolutely. Look, in this case, you know, I, I believe that uh, he was very, and as, and as, as did Martin, you know, we spoke about it. Um, he really only had one dimension to his fighting. You know, his go-to was always go to the back. So, you know, and we knew if, uh, if you take that weapon away, uh, we knew that Martin is much better conditioned and we knew that we can outstrike him. Um, and, you know, and to prove that, we even went up to, you know, the commentators and, and even all the 1FC people, even before the fight, to say he's going to get knocked out, just so no one thinks it's uh, it was luck. Um, you know, we uh, we knew what was going to happen. It didn't sound cocky, but we couldn't see anything else. Um, I mean, anything can happen in a fight, but we really, really prepared, and we boasted about it, and we boasted about the result because no one believed it. Um, in Singapore, they were giving odds of 10 to 1, which I, which I wish someone told me because I would have put some money on it. But... Um, <laughs> um, you know, 10 to 1. And the fact is, even the promoters had said to us after the fact that nobody wanted to fight this man. But here we are. We wanted to fight that man. Um, and, in fact, I'll put up a video today, whether you look on my um, the KMA Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Top Team um, page. I'll put up a little video um, that's a little segment from the documentary Cage. If you get a chance, it's currently it's on uh, SBS On Demand. Watch it. And in that, uh, the first fight after his loss... You know, we're there, we are, and Martin is got his hand up and, and he's there saying, Marat, I'm coming. That was two years ago. So this has been a two-year goal. It's not something that, you know, just it was an afterthought. Uh, we wanted to not only avenge that one loss, he gave us one loss in our career. We wanted to give him his first loss in his career. Um, and, you know, here we are. We did that. So a lot of preparation, a lot of work. But, again, it comes back to the discipline of the martial arts. Um, you know, you could talk about it, but you need to back it up. And, um, and you can only back it up with discipline and commitment. And that's, for me, you need to be a true martial artist to do that. So in that process then, if you, because, and this is a typical Conor McGregor thing, he'll always, he'll, you always hear him do that. He'll, he'll, he'll have this vision and he'll, that's the goal he focuses on and he believes it to that extent that that's, that's the way it plays out. Now, and, and it sounds like you, you really took that same approach of that's, that's the way it is going to play out. But, how do you do you have a backup plan if plan a fails is there plan b and c and how would you balance actually if they are different yeah plans? look how do look, you, you know balance what? the training plan b is is simple really you know you, you need to have your conditioning and that's always your plan b you know you want to make sure you don't gas and you've seen you know you, you watch some fights and go you know what he was a better fighter in the first round and the second round he starts to fade and all of a sudden you can have plan C, D, all the way to Z, but if you're going to gas, ain't going to work. So you need to be able to last, number one. Number two is um, 
you know, Manda can take a hit. And even in this fight, you know, he took a hit. He, he got actually got knocked down. Didn't get knocked out, but got knocked down early in the fight. So there were the commentators. This is the beginning of the end, uh, which makes for, you know, great, um, you know, viewing. And the guy's taking his back. And then, you know, Martin not only gets up, you know, from the punch, but he gets the guy off his back once, twice, three times. Uh, again, great viewing. But what does that do to, you know, the mind games of our opponent? You know, that's his, you know, that's his trump card. He did it once, twice, three times, desperately tries the fourth time and just simply doesn't even get to the point where he puts his hand around his neck, falls off. Uh, he's starting to get tired. Watch the fight if you can. It's a beauty. And, uh, you know, some people just call it an overhead right, but really we call it the moneymaker, and it was. <laughs> Pretty cool. That's awesome. So now how, do, how does that, you guys get back home, um, how does that affect the morale and everything from all the other students at school? Uh, look, you know what, if they're not inspired now, uh, they never will be. But, you know, believe it or not, it's harder to come back from something like that than it is from, uh, you know, a loss because, you know, there's a lot of hype. We had like a group of 18 people. If you look at some of the highlights, we're in the cage. I mean, we had a huge, you know, KMA entourage, uh, absolutely fantastic. You know, we prepped together, we toured together, we ate together, and straight after the fight, I'm telling you, we celebrated together. Um, great atmosphere. Everyone came into the cage. We just, I mean, security didn't want to let us in, but, you know, uh, how can you? Uh, lock out that many Aussies. Um, I think even the uh, security just gave up and everyone just stampeded uh, the cage. But, you know, the the reality is that our goal wasn't just to simply get there and win. The goal was to get there, win, and, you know, um, build already for the next fight. I mean, immediately after the fight, um, you know, uh, we, we announced that we were more than happy to fight for the title in the next division down. So whether it happens sooner or later, look, it's going to happen. You know, Martin will make his uh, mark in this division. And, uh, you know, he's always up for a challenge. You know, every fight that Martin's ever had, the person's had an undefeated record. Um, people uh, had a big run of wins. But, you know, Martin just stepped up each time and every time. Um, and he fought the best at their best and beat them all. Um, either in the first round or early in the second. The majority win the first round. So he's known as a finisher. Um, so, you know, that's making a huge statement. I mean, you didn't get the judge's decision. You didn't get lucky. They didn't toss a coin. It's pretty hard to argue when you, you know, you choke someone out, knock them out, or, or you split their head open and they can't fight anymore. I mean, um, argument over. The yeah. best man won. Awesome. Now, what about venturing under the UFC or anything like that? Is the one championship where, where Martin's going to stay? Uh, absolutely. Uh, look, the 1FC people, uh, uh, it's an amazing organization and people that know it and know, uh, you know, the Asian market is really, you do well, uh, that's the market where you want to be. Uh, and saying that, you know, I think the UFC is fantastic. You know, we've got uh, one of our other fighters, um, you know, he's got a title shot um, at the end of the year, um, Theo uh, Christakos, you know, he wins that and, you know, uh, don't be surprised if you see him in the UFC. So, you know, look, different fighters go different paths, but, um, you know, each to their strengths. And, um, you know, every organization has, a, you know, I think pros and cons. But um, I think 1FC is fantastic for, for Martin. It's been fantastic for KMA. And, uh, you know, they've been great. And, um, and we're here to repay, uh, you know, 
being a gamble on us, if you wish, because we were a gamble. We were the underdog on every single fight. And here we are now, Martin's the champ. So people are going to talk to you differently when you're the champ. And uh, opportunities are going to come in. And let's face it, he has a Vietnamese background. Uh, look, he's a good-looking kid. Um, you know, he's got a, you know, I'm surprised Colgate hasn't signed him up already. He's got a million-dollar smile. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, he just is a, is a likable. You know, for anyone that sees him, you know, you, you, you want to cheat for him. Um, and I'm not, you know, putting our opponent down, but I, I have no doubt in the world that the majority of people were cheering for Marty, even they thought he couldn't win. They would have wanted him to win. Um, it's a marketing person's dream, you know. He's got a, a, a beautiful wife, um, the nice Aussie girl, and um, he's got, you know, a, a couple of kids. He's got the mortgage. He works by day. Uh, he's just a hardworking, humble guy. And, um, you know, from parents that, you know, came as refugees to Australia, you know, you know the classic, we're going to go to Australia and make a better life. Uh, you know, Martin has, you know, repaid that, you know, that, uh, risk that the family took for him, for his future, um, and, and, and the rest of the kids in his family, you know, they risked it all. You know, I mean, they left, uh, just understand, back in the day, they came by, you know, they were refugees. So, you know, uh, they didn't come in with a, you know, silver spoon in their mouth. So, you know, it's a pretty tough way to begin things, and, uh, and that tough background uh, has made him obviously a competitor. But, you know, uh, he's representing Australia. But I have no doubt that the people of Vietnam would love someone to say, hey, he's our hero too. And, uh, and there's nothing wrong with that too. Um, you know, he's uh, very proud of his Vietnamese history. And he's obviously, you know, his dad, unfortunately, is not with us anymore. But, you know, that's a way of saying, you know what, I want to repay my, my dad's history. And, you know, he's obviously got some relatives over there. I mean, how good is that? You've got two countries backing you. And, uh, and to be known, uh, and what a success story it is. And the success story is still ongoing, hasn't finished yet. Uh, but, you know, um, I think um, now uh, our goal is, you know, obviously to continue to win, but, you know, my, my wish for him is to really build a legacy. And uh, it's, it's a big word for us. So. Yeah, for sure. So, so, you know, young working guy like Martin, was there, is there a good financial payoff for fighting at this level for him? Well, hopefully there will be. Now he's the champ. Uh, look, things obviously will change. So as is, you know, more people see him, um, you know, um, hopefully more people will come to the forefront as sponsors. Um, you know, we, we'd love to be talking to, uh, look, he loves a Mercedes. Um, so Mercedes dealers out there, um, you know, you want um, you want an absolutely fantastic role model and uh, an athlete. Um, he'd love to drive your car. So let's let's have a chat. <laughs> is that for one Mercedes or two? Because <laughs> it, it sounds like there's a there's double interest here. No, no, no. You know what? I'm all about um, helping um, helping our fighters and helping our team. You know, um, look, uh, you know, I, I've been blessed in life, and uh, for me, it's all about you know achieving something for the for the guys. And um, and I'm telling you, it's very well deserved. And um, so, um, hopefully, the word will get out more and more. And even with this podcast, um, you know, uh, the brand of, you know, KMA, the brand of Martin, the situation, um, you know, anyone that sees him loves to watch him fight. You know, it's not a, a five-round boring fight. I mean, it's going to finish. Uh, and the stats are there. So if you haven't seen his fight yet, I would watch uh, a couple of his fights. Um, and I'm telling you, I, I get the best seat in the house and I enjoy watching his fights. 
That's awesome. Yes, I will. I will make sure that the the fights are all posted within within this episode. MartialArtsMedia.com forward slash forty six. Yeah. I do have a link on uh, all of the little highlights on my YouTube channel. You can click and it'll do the um, what do you call it? you know like a series of videos. Um, the playlist. Yeah. On the playlist, so check it out. And with that too, I'll put some of the pre uh, fight little promos that they had in Asia. Um, you know, saying how he lost in 47 seconds and, and uh, you know, they really pumped that up and this man's undefeated, and uh, which is good because it makes the win all the more re- remarkable and uh, all the more exciting. So, I mean, it really was a, a rocky story from, you know, the world's point of view, but from our end it was, um, it was a fight that we really prepared for. Fantastic. So let's talk about, before we finish things up, let's talk about the marketing side of this. Quickly, um, something that Hakan Manav also mentioned to me when when they went through the the, the big Australian uh, Australia's Got Talent um, and they got all that press, they they really rode it as far as they could because of this this national exposure. Absolutely, look, so, look at that face. Look, <laughs> that's the winner. That's the guy that we beat. I mean, it's everywhere. Have a look on my Facebook. Have a look on our. Uh, you know, on the KMA Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and top team. Look, I ain't gonna lie, it's um, uh, absolutely. But it's also a bit of pride, and uh, you know, and I want people to you know be inspired, and it is inspirational. Look, success leaves tracks. Whether it be in business, in training, uh, if you want to follow that path, well, obviously we didn't get lucky. We have to be doing something right. Um, and there's a great team here. There's a great culture here. So if people want to get looked after, uh, if people want you know, to train in place. Look, we're in the building, for starters. We ain't going to go nowhere. So we're here to stay. I've been teaching for 35 years. And I honestly believe if, you know, if you're within, you know, within distance, obviously I'm going to recommend it coming here. Um, and, uh, you know, and hopefully they will. And, yes, we're going to pump it. Uh, but also, too, we want to pump it because I want people to know Martin. Um, and he's a great kid and he's a role model. And sometimes the image of MMA is not always the best one. You know, but, you know, look, he's got no criminal record, he's got kids, has the mortgage, works hard, um, and anyone that's ever met him, um, they all say, what a wonderful human being. Uh, and he is. He's just uh, your regular, you know, Aussie bloke with a Vietnamese heritage, which is pretty cool. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, Fari, thanks for thanks for meeting with me again and sharing the story. Uh, really inspiring. And for, for anyone listening, martialartsmedia.com forward slash 46 you'll get all the show notes and all the links also for uh, to find out more about Master Fari and Martin and, and the KMA Martial Arts School you can check out martialartsforlife.com.au cool pleasure was all mine awesome thanks Fari look forward to speaking to you again alright bye cheers That will conclude this evening's entertainment. Thanks for listening. If you need help building your martial arts school, check out martialartsmedia.com.